When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 135 of the WNO podcast covering everything from the world of who's number one. we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Obviously last week we did a little deep dive on Craig versus Hinaldo. The rest of the main card has been announced. It's pretty, uh, pr- pretty exciting stuff, huh, Reed? Absolutely, man. This has been an exciting week. we got a bunch of stuff coming up here this weekend as well. Um, who's number one, man? Things are in full swing. Uh, exciting times here, here at Flow Grappling for sure. And then join us as always back there at the other table, Corey Stockton. How you, how you doing today, Corey? Man, so many uh, awesome matches to talk about this weekend. Can't wait to get into it. Yeah, so before we dive into the matches that were announced, I want to uh, mention that we're going to be doing something a little bit different at this event. We're going to have two free prelim matches on the mm-hmm. event. Those have not been announced yet. They'll be coming later this week. So we're going to have two matches, which are going to be on Facebook. Uh, the same way you can watch this, Facebook, YouTube, all that, uh, the app. Don't have to subscribe. Yeah. If you're watching right now, we got uh, Connor from our uh, marketing department. Uh, we'll be interacting with people inside of the chats on YouTube and Facebook. And if you want to jump on the app, we're going to be doing polls, that type of thing. Uh, so, yeah, we'll probably answer some questions from fans at, at, at the end. But something that's really exciting, one of my favorite matches uh, that we've ever had on Who's Number One is the co-main event that was announced last week, Nikki versus Roberto. Man, this one is huge. Obviously, we've been following these two guys. Um, you know, they're young guys. We've been following them since they were blue belts, since they were green belts, you know. So to see their trajectories, you know, they both had such different trajectories as well. Roberto, you know, uh, won the Purple Belt Gi Worlds. You know, he did so many of those things. And uh, Nikki went the ADCC route. Of course, he's under the Danaher Death Squad and, and, and the things that he's he's done over there. Uh, these guys have never faced off. They're they're in a bit of a crossroads in their careers, you know. And uh, this is the perfect time for these two dudes to to meet. Most exciting grapplers out there, in my opinion. Nikki Ryan, Roberto Jimenez. This one's going to be so sick. What do you think about this one, Corey? Man, it's 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 really a tale of like you said two two different storylines, right? We've seen Nikki and Roberto both come up through the ranks. They've done it a little bit differently. I mean, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but uh, Roberto, we've seen nothing but Roberto in you know all of 2020 and even before that, all of 2019. Nikki competes a little bit more sporadically, but when he does it, he takes on the biggest guys, and, and I don't know what to expect from this match. I think it's going to be great. It's crazy to think how young these guys still are because we've been yeah. watching them for a while. I mean, Nikki's 19, Roberto is 20. If you think about it in comparison to other sports, like, say, wrestling, which me and Reed are fans of wrestling, Nikki's 19, he's the age of a freshman in, in college, which a lot of times would be redshirting, wouldn't even be starting yet. And Nikki already has so many, so much top-level experience. And I don't True. think it's unfair to say uh, with these guys or when Nikki met Tyra Rotolo that they're all so young 
that they can meet each other in two or three years and have a completely different story. They're still their game's got to still be evolving. Just if, if you look at it compared to any other sport where people are at eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Absolutely. Usually, that's the age that these guys are are um, you know fine tuning their skills. Right? They're they're figuring that this stuff out. But uh, these guys are so experienced. You know, especially like um, Corey said, Roberto. Man, that guy. Um, you could put any name down on a piece of paper, and Roberto's going to throw down with him. Like, literally, does not matter. Last year, he fought Cyborg. You know, he fought the Rotolos. He fought uh, Dante. Like, uh, you know, Roberto is is so active, so experienced with gi, with no gi. You know, so to think that this guy is still only 20 years old, and we've you know haven't even started to to sniff at the peak of Roberto Jimenez or Nicky Ryan is just like is just insane. Yeah, it's only starting. Uh, I yeah. mean, th- these guys are both been on the event multiple times too uh nicky has gone one and one so far he lost the decision to tie and then he tapped tony ramos at mm-hmm. the one in october mm-hmm. uh roberto did the gi one he won his black belt debut against keenan and then yeah. who, who else he lost to craig jones to lost nicky's to teammate by heel hook mm-hmm. and then he beat dante in his last one dante is a, a very big win mm-hmm. i think stylistically it's an interesting one because it's like we know the story with roberto roberto likes he likes scrambles he likes things to stay sort of wide open and uh, if he can make that happen like he did against Dante, Dante likes that too. He engaged him in that. It uh, it worked out in Roberto's favor. But if you look at the what happened when Nicky's teammate Craig Jones fought Roberto, the DDS, they're so tactical. They're so they're so precise, right? They're so strategic. And Roberto sort of leaves himself open for, for leg lock attacks. He almost got a heel hooked against Dante in the very next match. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got to be really careful going against Nicky Ryan because if Nicky Ryan gets in on that leg, like we always say, like we said last week about Craig and Ronaldo, if the DDS gets there, they're going to break your leg. They're yeah. not playing around. Nobody's more efficient at those breaking mechanics, at, at finishing the, the heel hooks and stuff like that than guys like Craig, Nikki, Gordon, obviously the Dan and her death squad. They, they've perfected that. You know, it's not just a heel hook with those guys. You know, it, it's a heel hook with, with real uh, opportunity for some terrible damage. So, yeah, you can't play around in those positions. You know, you might be able to get away with some stuff with, with guys who aren't as seasoned leg lockers, but with these guys, you have to 100% be, you know, mind your P's and Q's. You cannot let let yourself get into a bad position because these guys will finish you just like that. Look at Nikki and Craig's matches at the Who's Number One in October. Exactly. Both of them exactly. were, I think, under, under two minutes, maybe under a minute in the, in the Nikki Tony. I think the Nikki Tony. Oh, Nikki Tony was like 25 seconds, yeah, right? And, and like then, that was a, yeah. Uh, Craig and Roberto was pretty quick, too. Yeah, they get right to the point. They see that opening and. Yeah, they're not going to play around. They're going to break your leg. Exactly, exactly. And and uh, I think the Tony Ramos match is, a, is an interesting one to, to talk about, too, just because, um, you know, I think going into that one, I was so excited to see the style versus style. We talked about, you know, um, wrestling. We're big fans of wrestling over here, too, as well. And to see, you know, I think going into that match, man, t- to see – the, the the seriousness and the look that, that Tony had on his face, you never would have expected that it was going to go 30 seconds. You know, Tony came came to fight. He came to uh, to, to, to throw down with this young, young gun. And, uh, you know, at, in the moment, I was like, oh, man, I wish that they kind of showed us a little bit more. But but thinking back on it now, I'm so glad, I'm so happy, actually, that Nikki went out there and showed him what's up with jiu-jitsu. Like, that's what he was there to yeah. do. Hey, if this is a wrestling versus a uh, grappling match, 
Grappling wins, and in 30 seconds they win, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, looking back on that, I, you know, that's great match, great win for um, against a, just a great competitor uh, like Tony Ramos. So, um, yeah, big, big match there. Obviously much different stylistically now. You talked about Roberto being the king of the scrambles, you know, he's going to find your back. He's going he's gonna to make, um, you know, the chaos, and, and that's where he thrives, you know. So two polar opposites coming at it here, you know, that's what makes the match so exciting. You know, you don't, don't know exactly how how it's going to go down right Corey? exactly um you know one of the things i i dug back through um th- through nicky ryan stats as, as best i could right he had some super fights when he was 14 15 years old that i'm sure will never unearth um but the the one thing i found is i discussed this with michael briefly reed do you know the last time nicky ryan was submitted the last time nicky got submitted man i can't think of anything off the top of my head I don't know. I ADCC can't... 2016 in the semifinal. So he was 15 trials. years old last. Sorry, trials 2016. Oh yes, against so, Josh Hayden there. So he was 15 years old. That's right. Uh, he, 15. How far, how far in was he in, in the trials that time? Uh, it was a semifinal. So as a 15 year old, he made it to the to the semis of ADCC trials. Exactly. But that's pretty damn crazy. And in, in 2017 as well, he made it to the semis. Yeah, 2017. That was that was the real. This is from um. This is uh what 2018 trials, and this is I think this is when um you know. Nikki really poured it on, and he came out. I think he had five matches. That's, that's Richard Alacone. He's on the back yeah Alacone. We saw it in the in the very beginning. There, you saw him him fighting Ty Rotolo. You know, oh, and something Kate, he really Kate, showed Kate, us in, Kate, the, Kate Rotolo, in the in the trials here was. I mean, I think everybody expected him to come out and play guard and, and play leg locks, right? He chased everybody's back in. I think yeah. he had six matches and six submissions in the trials. Yeah, that's something uh, we were talking about how everybody from the DDS in October leg locked everybody, but definitely by far. I mean, they get more. Back finishes, I would think. I know Gordon does, but is that typical throughout the team, Corey? Um, yeah, it's it's tough to say with with Craig, but I'd say with uh with Nikki. I, I mean, if we we break down his his finishes again, going back to going back to 2016, it's as far back as I could go. Um, he's got 20 submissions in 24 matches. How many triangles has he got? I feel like he's got a good triangle too. Uh, I know he has a, at least that one from the 2017 trials, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was this was man. This was. This dude was on fire this tournament. You know, sometimes you go in and you see guys who are just head and shoulders kind of above the rest of the competition, and that was 100% the case here with Nicky. He kind of dominated um, everybody, in, even in that match with, with Keith Krikorian, who, who's a um, fantastic grappler as well, uh, and was at ADCC 2019. Uh, you know, he took his back there as well. So, yeah, this dude was out here taking everybody's back. He's such a still, – still young, you know – Super fights are different than a tournament, right? Tournaments are, are such a long slog. They can be very tough, and uh, Nicky made it look so, so easy that day. He was on fire. Yeah, I think, I mean, we have, we have a whole bunch more to get to because we have the rest of the, the main card announcements have already been made, but I think we should go ahead and make our picks on this one. I mean, it, it's hard to make a prediction with Roberto because Roberto has proven time and time again he can go out and, and, and beat anybody anytime. Absolutely. If, he, if, he, if he gets going... Uh, if he gets rolling, he can get on the back and beat anybody. He's got a good close guard too. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I think we're gonna get, we're gonna see Nikki be really conservative. I mean, when I, when I say conservative, I don't mean like he's gonna stall. I mean like he's gonna he's gonna pick his shots. He's gonna look for Roberto to open up. He's gonna get on the legs. I'm gonna say he's gonna he's gonna do what Craig did against Roberto. I think Nikki wins by a heel hook here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mentioned them being kind of at these crossroads in their in their um, careers. This this is from the same tournament, 2018. Oh, this one's from uh, 2017, but or uh, the the trials previous, the East Coast trials. But um, 
Yeah, they're both at a little bit of different crossroads in their in their careers. You know, Nikki, he fought that tournament at 66 kilograms. Uh, in this tournament, Roberto fought 88 kilograms. Now they're both kind of like meeting in the middle almost. Uh, uh, Roberto coming down, uh, Nikki getting a little bigger. Of course, he's getting a little older. So they're kind of meeting, meeting in the middle here. I believe the weight class is like 175 or something like that. Um, so this is this is really Nikki's first test in the in the. You know those guys who are a little bit bigger than him, maybe. Um, and this is a this is a big test, of course, because we know how much trouble how much trouble that uh, Roberto's had with the leg locks in the past as well. It's hard for me to pick against Roberto. He's so, he's so exciting and things like that. But I'm gonna go with uh, Nicky Ryan by submission here. I just think that um, his his finishing skills are just um, are just too tight. What do you think, Corey? Uh... Yeah, it's it's tough to say with this one, right? Exactly for the reasons that, that we discussed. Um, Roberto does have kind of a leg lock weakness. It's you know we've seen it time and time again. Yeah, Nicky's one of the best leg lockers, I think, especially in that weight class. That being said, um, the the one weakness I think Nicky Ryan may have, maybe it's not so much of a, of a weakness in Nicky's case, but a benefit for Roberto. Roberto had 40 matches last year. Mm. The year before that, he at least had 30. Mm. We don't always get to see as much from Nicky. Now he's in one of the most competitive rooms of the country, right? Or in yeah, one of the most competitive rooms in the world. Um, Definitely. But Roberto has the 15 minute sub only experience. Um, and I think that when it comes down to um, th- to this match, he may be able to outpace Nikki to kind of draw him into the water. Now, it- it's 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 a coin flip, right? Because Nikki could just as easily get a- another 30-second submission. But I'm leaning on Roberto here. All right, just like last week, uh, two to one for the DDS here. Uh, let us let us know in the in the comments everywhere, guys, who you, who you think is going to win this. But we have a few other exciting matches announced. The the main card, the five main matches uh, that. Are, are announced. The other one, I mean, we got Gabby Garcia coming back again. Wow, love Gab- it. Gabby Garcia versus Natchele de Jesus. Uh, get, these two have actually fought two times in the gi, and they're one and one against each other. So Natchele is one of the few women out there who's beat Gabby. Now it's going to be Nogi, which that's a tall test to beat Gabby Garcia either way, but especially Nogi. Absolutely. You can definitely count on on one hand probably the uh, the amount of girls who have um, taken it to Gabby. Um and it, it's not too many girls, for sure. And Nacieli, um, one thing I love about Nacieli is that she is um, she always goes after the challenge. I remember when when she fought Gabby at Pans, um, and she lost that first match, you know. And and I talked to her afterwards, and she said, "I got it now. I can beat Gabby now. I fought her once. I get it. I get what's going on here. I get her game. I get what she's trying to do now. And I have. I, I know I can beat her." Um, and she she was saying, "I want that match immediately. I want the match immediately." They ended up doing it shortly after on Fight to Win, and she did. She did exactly. That was in Austin as well. In she Austin, yeah. yeah, yeah, in Austin, and she did exactly what she said she was going to do. She said she she figured it out. You know, um, she she couldn't get the win the first time, but uh, the second time around at the on the fight to win stage, she she went out there and, and beat Gabby. And hey, let's be honest, there are not too many people other than Liz Clay who are who are trying to get this match with Gabby and and trying to beat. Um, you know, she's a four time ADCC champion. This is a huge huge win for any uh, female in, in a, any female grappler, of course. You know, so I love that, that Nacieli wants these challenges. I love that Nacieli is going after the goat. Um, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here here to find out who's number one, and both these girls are, are at the top of their game for sure. Yeah, it's uh, something pretty interesting here. Is uh, Nacieli could become the first girl to our uh, first woman to defeat Gabby in both gi and no gi. 
Wow. A few girls have, I mean, Gabby's like 70 and five or something ridiculous in her career, really dominant. Yeah. But uh, out of those girls who have got the other four girls who have beat her, it's always been just in one style. If Natalie wins this one, she'll be the first one to uh, beat her in both gi and ogi. It's obviously easier said than done. Yeah. And I think Gabby's going to be coming in really motivated. Uh, she's got a lot of pride. As, I mean, she's got to be considered the greatest woman of all time now, especially after winning ADCC a fourth time. I think so. And she's she's not going to want to lose this rubber match to, to go down two out of three against Natalie. I think Gabby's going to be coming really focused. She knows it's an important one. Gabby's a gamer. That's also something I really like about Gabby that maybe people don't know um, as much about her is that she's a winner. You know, she she wants to go out there and uh, submit people. She wants to go out there and be impressive. You know, so um, I think it, it's a perfect matchup for these two. Corey, what are you thinking about this one? You know, the the one thing that I'm I'm kind of leaning on here is um, I. I I want to see what Natchielli's game plan is against Gabby this time, right? She has one of the, the best spider and lasso guard games in the world, and that's part of the reason that she beat Gabby at Fight to Win. Obviously, way harder, almost impossible to play any kind of spider or lasso or upper body control game in a nogi setting. Um, so I want to see how her game plan shifts in nogi. Do you think, um, you know, obviously she had a, had a match last time with um, Liz Clay. It was a pretty close match. You know, I think a lot of people even even may have thought that, that Liz won, right? But do you think that, that Nachi, there's anything for Nacielli to gleam from that match? Um, uh, like what Liz did, did well or, or something like that? You know, if it's based on what Liz did well um, and, and also based on what I think Nacielli can do, um, it's the omoplata towards the end of the match, right? Now, mm-hmm, it looked mm-hmm. like... Liz was trying to get into a gogo plotter or an omo plotter for most of the match. She finally got there with just a couple minutes left, but she was able to to put Gabby in some danger with an omo plotter. Now it wasn't anywhere behind her back, but it, it at least gave us a, a glimpse into a way that somebody could go about attacking Gabby. That she could be put in a bad position right. at least, at the very least. Yeah, I mean, I think that's another thing that's going to be motivation for Gabby coming into this. Is not only is this you know the the best out of three of the rubber match, but she got a lot of hate online after the Liz Clay match with people thinking that Liz should have won. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, Gabby's so dominant. People are always going to root against the person who's who's been dominant for so long. They want to yeah. want to see the underdog win. Yeah. I think Gabby deserved the W in that one. And uh, this is going to be a really tough match for Nacielli. She's a no-gi world champion. She's no slouch no-gi, even though she's known more in the gi world. But I mean, Gabby Garcia is four-time ADCC champion. It's just so hard to take her down, you know, and her top pressure is just among among the best, you know. So it's you're, you're really kind of put in between a rock and a hard place there you know you either stand with with gabby and try to take her down but you know she's she's tough on the feet too she's physical on the feet too you're gonna you're gonna come away with some black eyes and things like that or you pull guard and 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 try to and try to sweep you know and so it's a it's a tough one you pull guard you better hope that she doesn't get you to half guard because we've seen many times that's that's the the beginning of the end for a lot of people if she gets you to half guard and flattens you out that pressure she's gonna pass she's gonna get mount kimura americana something like that you know like that's that's kind of what she does yeah do you guys think we're going to see more standing in this match than we saw in the Gabby Liz Clay match? I mean, if I was Natchielli, I wouldn't want to pull right away. 15 minutes is a long time to potentially be underneath Gabby with, with her pressure. Uh, but I mean, if she stands with her, how long is she going to be able to stay standing with Gabby? Yeah, it's true. Like I said, Nick, uh, Gabby is a physical wrestler too. You know, she she has those hard collar ties and things like that. You know, that that's not somewhere I would want to be. Um, but then again, I wouldn't want to be, you know, in half guard either so um but but you have to you have to go with what Nacielli is good at right Nacielli is a guard player through and through um it's what she did you know in both her last matches so I have to expect that she's going to try to play the guard um you know Liz did such a good job of of not letting Gabby pass she had, she had great guard retention and stuff like that you know uh Nacielli also very very long as well so hopefully um I, or, or I, I bet she's expecting to, to play guard uh keep her at bay 
and and then hopefully find some sweeps and find some submissions off that. All right, in this one, I'm going to go with Gabby Garcia as my pick. I just can't pick against the four-time ADCC champion in an OG match. Uh, Gabby's the best. I mean, she's the best woman of all time until someone else comes out and proves it. I know she's lost in that jelly, but that was in the gi, and that's a whole different story. What are you thinking? Absolutely. Gabby, you know, is a killer out there. Looks great. But I'm going to pick the underdog. I'll, I'll pick Nacieli. I think, you know, just talking to her her over the, um, the the years and stuff like that, I think she really, really has wanted this Gabby Garcia match. Um, and she wants to prove that she's that she's the best. Um, you know, she really is one of the most dominant players in the gi at this point as well. No, uh, She's won the absolute title, I believe, multiple times. So uh, Nacieli is no slouch either. She's contending for this um, greatest of all time female grappler she's as well. She's like 25 or something. And she's, she's still, very, still, still very young. Who knows when, when, when she's all said and done, she could have 10, 11 she's uh, a titles. She's five-time IBJJ Blackboard World Champ already. Okay, five times. I believe at least two of those are two absolute titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, not many people have, have those type of credentials. Um, you know, obviously, the things that Gabby has accomplished are amazing. But uh, believe me, Nacieli is, uh, is destined for some, for some great things as well. All right, call your shot. How's Natchelli going to do it? How's Natchelli going to do it? Um, you know, I, I think it'll be a it'll be a decision. I, I think um, Gabby will will play on top and will smash. But I think there's going to be some some big moments in there where where Natchelli is able to to um, you know uh, length, lengthen Gabby out and and kind of uh, be able to to sweep her some way. I, I think it'll be a close match for sure. But uh, I, I like Natchelli here. I didn't call mine, so I'll say Gabby by Americana. Corey, what are you thinking here? Um, you know, I, I think if this was a Gi rematch, I think it would go to Nacieli. Um, but given that Gabby hadn't lost a no Gi match in five or six years, I, I, I can't pick against Gabby here. It, it, I think Gabby has it and I, I think she has it by, um, yeah, something from either half guard or side control, maybe a straight arm locker in Americana. Yeah. So you guys are saying I'm wrong. Yeah. I disagree with you on that one. Okay. So okay. there we go. Two to one well, for Gabby we'll Garcia. We'll I mean, uh, <laughs> Next match coming up, a very exciting one. A guy who's been on a couple times already, Gio Martinez, going against uh, Junior Ocasio from Unity. So this is, a, this is an interesting, ma- interesting matchup. Gio's ranked number one at 145. Junie's ranked top five, I believe, at, at 135. They're meeting sort, meeting sort of in the middle here at 142. Uh, I don't think there's going to be too much of a size or strength advantage either way, no, no matter what they weigh in at. But I like this matchup here. Uh, it's an interesting one for Gio because Gio's last couple matches, he beat Paulo Miao. Lost to Kennedy, sort of a couple. I mean, even though they're ADCC medals, a couple IBJJF centric guys. Mm, true. Where I mean, they have a particular type of game. I think Juni is going to have a game that Geo is is more used to. I would say coming from the submission only scene, coming from the ten planet system. And I, I'm really interested to see how, how this one goes down. I think we're going to see a leg lock battle here, though, for sure. Yeah, these guys are made for each other, right? You know, I think that's that's exactly what Geo's been wanting. Geo's been wanting somebody who's going to come at him. You know, like you said. Uh, Kennedy and Paolo have a little bit of a of a IBJJF based game, and, and we don't see Junie in IBJJF really ever. Maybe a couple times. Uh, he's more of a sub only guy. Uh, you know, known as a leg locker, known as a uh, you know he's from Unity out there in New York. He's a younger grappler, definitely kind of like uh, maybe in the same position Gio was uh, just maybe three four years ago. So um, love to see Juni on there. He's making a name for himself. He's been putting dudes away like crazy uh, on Fight to Win. He's been one of the most exciting grapplers, I think, to watch in 2020 there for sure, uh, the way he was submitting people and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, these two guys are made for each other, man. And this is exactly what I think both 
competitors want in a super fight matchup. You know, they want somebody who's going to go after them. They want somebody who's going to play the leg games with them. And they want somebody who's not going to not going to back up, you know, and that's exactly these these dudes MO. Something that might be easy to forget because Gio's uh, so, so acclaimed, he's higher ranked in his weight class. Junior beat him before. Exactly. The only time they, they, they went against each other, Junior beat him by points at Kasai a few years ago. Exactly. You know, Gio ranked number one. Uh, we, 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 you know, hold Gio in, in really high regard, of course. Uh, one of the best lighter weight grapplers um, out there. And, and yeah, Junior's already beaten him. You know, so that that's kind of crazy. You, something you didn't, you don't maybe remember, but uh, it's definitely, definitely happened there at Kasai. And, and I know Gio's going to want that one back. Corey, you got any uh, stats on this one? Yeah, well, no, no stats uh, for, for this match, but I, I think one thing to consider looking back at the Kasai match is that was Juni's black belt debut. That was his first uh, his his debut, first really? tournament of black belt, um, and I think that match went down two to nothing in Juni's favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, since then, I mean, think about how much both guys have developed since. Yeah. When was when was the the Kasai tournament? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, I think it was July, early, July or August 2019. Early 2019, right? How much have those guys developed, both of them, since uh, since that match? And I think we're going to see an entirely different game. Yeah, that that was a tournament that Kasai was sort of one where I was like, damn, like Gio's sort of struggling because he lost to Juni, which was a big upset at the time, and he he took a couple other uh, losses there, I believe. But then Gio's really started. To, then he came back and turned it around. I mean, he beat Paulo Miao not long ago in October. That was a, a big uh, turnaround Huge win for him. He he fought him a couple times too, and, and hadn't gotten that over that hump. So that was a, definitely a big development. Juni's always going up in weight. He just fought Kennedy uh, not long ago. Who else has, has Juni been fighting lately? I know he, he was doing pretty well before the uh, Kennedy match. What are his other recent? You know, let me pull this um, up. Yeah, pull it up. I I, rem- I remember meeting Junie all the way back. Maybe I think it was 2017 um, when we went to Unity in New York, and uh, you know that that room that they had there, uh, their old old Unity, right? That was just it was just okay. a, a crazy crazy place. So <laughs> going to 2020, he won by the Z Lock at Fight to Win. At that Fight one was that one was awesome. He beat Gabe Tuttle at uh, number who's number one. That was at, on the same event as Gary and Dante, I believe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He beat Lucas Pinedo, who's really good. I mean, no Guy Black World Champion by ref's decision at fight to win 149. Tap Marcelo Cohen, who's ranked with an inside heel hook at 153. Tap Jose Lima with an inverted triangle. Lost to Kennedy, who's a couple weight classes above him. And then beat Adam Ferrara with an inside heel hook. So he's been running wild at, at uh, fight to win. Basically, he's six of his last seven with a whole bunch of submissions in there. Yeah, I remember first meeting him, too, and, and um, at, at Unity there, and, and it was just like him and Joao and Paolo, Meow, you know, and, like, he was just going going crazy with Talison and stuff like that. And I was like, who is this other dude, you know, rolling with all these crazy guys? And, and there was just like this, you know, this ball of fury. You know, and and then after that, then he started um, get making some waves on Kasai. He won the Kasai qualifier and stuff like that, and had had some big matches. So excited to see Juni on on the big stage for sure. Right, well, and this is what we're looking for at, at who's number one too, right? It's he when he wins, he wins by he wins by submission, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't get the submission, it's because he's chasing the guy around, right? Think about the the decisions he lost. Now, I, I think uh, Gabe Tuttle was a, a six minute match, but he was pushing the pace. Um, but even when he loses, he goes out there and he tries to take the guy's head off. So he, he lost to Kennedy by submission. Again, Kennedy's 20 pounds heavier than her uh, than, than, than Junie. But um, Junie went out there. He was on the attack. Oh, man, like those, that uh, Marcelo Cohen and, and Jose Lima match, like it it looked like Junie was just, you know, way ahead of these guys in, in terms of those uh, positions that he was putting them in, man. The, the, they looked so confused, and Junie was just running all over them. Yeah, and if you look at, at his I'm, – I'm just – 
skimming his BJ Heroes. Now, if you look at his career so far, yeah, Gio Martinez is the very first one listed. Is when, uh, but you can tell that in the last year or so, he's really picked up, picked it up, really turned it on, and his his competition record in the last year, his submission rate is all vastly superior to what it was in the two years or so that he was a black belt before that. Maybe just one year, but uh, yeah, this is a great matchup. Gio, I mean, he likes the subs too. Seventy percent submission rate in in his long black belt career. He's got a whole bunch of matches. Both of them very creative. They have those Google Platas and stuff like that. You know, like these these are fun dudes to watch grapple. Do you think one of them comes up and pass, or do you think they both stay down and try and try and break each other's legs? That's a good question. It's a good question. It looks like Gio is out there these days looking to pass. It looks, yeah, it looks like he, he's um he's standing the follow up. match. He was coming up and passing. Yeah, it looks like he, he's down for that more these days. Um, so I, I could see maybe Gio trying to pass the guard and, and uh, get to his back or something like that. All right, this one this one's really close, tough to call, but. I'm going to go with Gio coming off of, I mean, he had all that momentum after beating Paul Meow. Then he gets his guard pass and loses to Kennedy. I'm going to go with Gio coming off of that loss that he's going to come back and uh, get this one done. What do you think, Corey? Uh, I got to go with with Junie on this one. Um, Another New York connection. I yeah. New, <laughs> New Yorkers stick no, together. No, I think that um, – Junie's going to play uh, – we have to use Kennedy as a – kind of as a measuring stick on this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Now, that being said – They did both just fight Kennedy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Kennedy submitted Junie. Kennedy – So I'm curious to hear your logic here. Right. So Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy beat Gio on, on points um, at, at who's number one. Yeah. Or at, at by decision at who's number one. But I think that <sighs> – I'm conflicted on this match. I don't know. <laughs> you got tough, you. Can, you can just say that Junie's your boy, and yeah. that and then you want to see him win. You can say that. This one could go either way. Yeah, I'm conflicted on this match. Uh, okay, I'm going with Junie on my gut. All right. Yeah. Got it. Word. No, for sure. Um, I like Junie's chances out there, especially because he's already he's already um, got the win. I think that's a big hurdle to get over. Um, but uh, I'm going to take Gio. I think just his experience on the who's number one card here is going to be something as well. Um, he knows how to how to um, you know play this rule set. He knows he knows what he's got to do. He knows what that that length feels like. Um, and uh, and he he's gonna want, he's gonna come in guns a blazing. I think you know he wants the he wants the uh, the win over the guy who's who's already beaten him. So um, I don't think I don't think uh, Gio gets it done twice or Gio loses twice. I think I think it's gonna be one to one and maybe we'll see a rubber match somewhere down the line. Yeah, and Gio looked really good. He lost to that Kennedy match, but. I mean, until he got his guard pass near the end, I think I, I remember having him winning that match. He was getting on the legs. He was the one that was sort of pushing, pushing the yeah. base for the beginning. He definitely made Kennedy very tentative. There was a couple positions that that Gio was was in that you know he was real, real close to, and made Kennedy kind of uh, you know just kind of freeze a couple times and, and take his time. I think so. I definitely thought in the beginning that Gio was putting on him, and then and then you know Kennedy came alive. But so our fifth and final match in the main card. Uh, Really interesting one. A guy who hasn't been on Who's Number One yet, Andrew Wiltsey from uh, our, our Daisy Fresh series, as, as people him. know. Uh, the guy, if you watch that, you know all of his past about you know growing up as a wizard, being obsessed with orange <laughs> chicken. Uh, if you want to know what I'm, if you that, don't, yeah, then now you got to yeah, go check it out. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, go check it out. It's a pretty pretty interesting thing. But Andrew uh, is a somewhat new black belt. He's won Nogi Pans at black belt. He beat John Combs a fight to win. He's going against PJ Barch from Tenth Planet. This is going to be a really scrappy match here. Absolutely, man. Um, I love to see PJ on the card. PJ is somebody that that we had our, um, you know, that we were predicting was going to do big, big things in in 2019 and stuff like that too. He was on a he was on a roll. Unfortunately, had a kind of a catastrophic knee injury, I believe. Um, 
2018 or something. So we haven't seen him as much as we as we were. Um, you know, he was out there competing a lot. He was kind of next big thing um, in uh, in Tenth Planet. Unfortunately, had that knee injury, kind of kind of sidetracked things. Obviously. Um, haven't seen him as much out there, but uh, man, you know, I'm hoping that that PJ can get get back to uh back to the win column, or I mean, back to um back to what he does best, right? He's out there grappling, and uh, I think that the Andrew Wiltsey match is a, is a perfect match for him. Yeah, I mean, PJ's got some some really big wins. He's got his he's won his last three by heel hook, inside heel hook. Wiltsey almost got heel hook by Isaiah Wright in, in his black belt debut mm. and fight to win. Remember? Yeah, he's got a, a close match. He's yeah. got some really good. I mean. This was 2018 at the Invitational. He taps William Tackett with, with a Kimura. We're talking about, and William Tackett has beat Wiltsey. We're talking about P.J. Barge. Tapped Vitor Shaolin. He's got a lot of, he's beat Jason Rao a couple times. He beat Victor Silverio. He's got a lot of really good wins. I mean, he heel-hooked Jason Rao in 2017. Wow. He's got a lot of heel-hooks here. For a guy that you think about with, uh, comes from a uh, wrestling background in uh, Barge, you wouldn't think of him to be a, a leg lock guy usually, but he's He's got a lot of heel hooks here, and Wiltsy. I mean, he's got a great nogi game, right? He's yeah. got he's got a great wrestling pedigree, and then yeah, he's a he's a fantastic leg locker, but he can also do a, a lot of other things too. Wiltsy got heel hooked by Tackett at uh, BJ Woodstock, and he also almost got heel hooked by Isaiah Wright. So he's really got to be uh, careful with that going into this one. I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm gonna take PJ Barch. Because Andrew, you're being no. stubborn. You're not getting good enough at heel hooks. <laughs> PJ Barch is going to catch Andrew out there, but man, Andrew is a beast. He uh, he gets rolling. He, I mean, he's hard he's hard to deal with. But we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I can't take the the favorite every time. I'm gonna go with PJ Barch in this one. Absolutely, that's a good one. What do you think, Corey? You want to talk about this one and break this one down a little bit? What, what what's uh? Yeah, you, you know, excited? I, I can't look at this match and think it's going to be anything less than a scrap. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, we could see this at you know any potential ADCC trials in you know the next five years. I, I think this is going to be just uh, an, an absolute yeah between the wrestling and all all of the various mission these guys have and the forward energy. Um, I'm kind of leaning with PJ on this one, yeah. um, and I, I think it's it's based on not just the uh, the leg locks, but how much more experience he's had against some of the guys at the top of the top of the charts. Yeah. I mean, something that something to consider is Andrew is a lot bigger. Uh, I actually think Andrew's going to win this thing. I just picked because everybody knows, <laughs> everybody knows I'm friends with Andrew, so I can't pick him. But uh, he's so much bigger. Uh, PJ normally fights at 170. He's going against Andrew at 185, and Andrew's a pretty strong dude. Like Andrew's, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's big. He's yeah, thick. Yeah. yeah. He's got big shoulders. He's got big legs, big, um, big calf muscles. Like, he's a big dude. What are you thinking about this? I don't know. What, what do you think? How do you, how do you see this one playing out? Because PJ's, PJ's the wrestler, so you think what? Andrew's going to – Andrew will pull? Or you think Andrew wrestle with him? I think Andrew will pull. Andrew, Andrew might pulls. wrestle with him a little bit, but I, I think he'll pull. Andrew pulls. PJ's trying to, trying to uh, pass his guard. Man, that is a tough guard to yeah. pass, Andrew's, you know. Um, I'm going to take PJ Barch, though. I'm going to go unanimous here at who's number one. We're going to take an all PJ Barch. Um, you know, obviously these these both dudes are are um, are electric. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, could go either way. But um, I'm gonna change it back to Wilties, my boy. <laughs> I, can't, I can't leave him to shut out like that. All right. All right. So there you go. Wiltsy or PJ Barch. One of those two are gonna win for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there you go. That's the main card. As we said, we have two more matches coming that are gonna be uh, stream free. Something I'm excited about giving out matches for free on these things. So. Something we want to dive into a little bit of rankings talk before we get out of here today. We are going to talk about the 
the welterweight division. This is a really exciting division. When I when I look at the the, the top ten at welterweight at 170 pounds, if you want to pull that up, Tyler. I mean, you look at that top five. There's a lot of intriguing matches matchups. Obviously, two of them are teammates are going to fight each other, Gary and Nikki. But it's not just that top five. There's a guy who's out of there because of inactivity, JT, that could come back and do some serious damage. But I mean, you got Gary at the top. He's obviously has some getting close to a MMA title fight. I'd imagine focus on that. But he's beat Dante a couple times. Gary and Ty, we know that they want to fight each other whenever that's available. Nikki and Ty would be a fun one to run back again. Nikki versus either Dante or Renato Canuto in the future could be fun. And then you bring JT back into the mix, and there's a lot of exciting matchups. What do you think about this division right now, Reed? This is 170, you said, right? This is 170, 170, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, obviously highlighted at the top by the world's most exciting grappler, Gary Tonin. Um, interesting, yeah. It, it, I'm curious when we're going to see JT back, you know. Of Obviously, this whole... He hasn't competed since ADCC. Obviously, the whole pandemic thing, you know, screwed everything up for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, yeah, we haven't seen JT in a while. I'm, I'm, I haven't seen him out there, so I'm... I'm Hopefully looking forward to one day we can see JT uh, back out there grappling. Um, JT Gary's the big one, right? That's, that, that's the big one in, the, in this division that we got to see. Or, or Ty Gary, too. That's, that's the one's pretty big, Ty too. Ty Gary's fun, That one's too. pretty sick, too. Um, you know, I love, love to see Ty and Gary throw down. I love the spirit of that one. It just seems like they both cl- kind of get it. Um, who, who's that number two there? Dante Leon. Oh, it's Dante, so I couldn't quite read his name. Wagner used to be ranked here. He's, he's up at 185 now because that's basically where he's been competing all of 2020. Yeah, I mean, I want to see the Hanato gary match again, for sure. I really do want to check that one out. Um, Ty, Nikki, again, you know, I don't think we saw the um, the uh, prodigy Nikki that we're used to seeing in that match, not taking anything away from Ty. He looks like a killer all the time out there. But um, I do think Nikki has, has something a little bit more for Ty, so I would like to see that one again. Um, Nikki versus anybody in the top five besides his, his teammate Gary is... They're all interesting. Nikki versus Dante. Mm, Nikki true. versus Ty again, or Nikki versus Anato Canudo would be cool. Wow, wow! I think this this move up in weight for Nikki really does make things a lot a lot more interesting. Or like, maybe not a lot more interesting because there's good matches for him down there too. But but just seeing like a new crop of of seven or eight guys that that um, Nikki could potentially match up with. You know, we we don't usually match them up with Dante or something because in the past they've been too big. But now. Um, as Nikki kind of is, is getting older, we're seeing him mixing up with, with some of these bigger names and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Another it. Another interesting name that's not ranked because of inactivity that could be really interesting matchups for basically all these guys is Lachlan. Mm. He's around this weight. He's around oh, 170. True, of course. Just 77 at ACC. Corey, what do you think? What, what kind of matchups would you be looking forward to coming out in the future in 170? You know, I, I think one of the most unsung heroes on this list is uh, John Combs. Um, I, I, sure. could, I could see him up against, you know, I think Combs and Dante. I don't know if it sounds like it's happened before, but I'd, I'd really like to see John Combs and Dante Leon. I think that could be a scrap. John Combs and Dante Leon does sound like a fun one. Man, John Combs was on fire in that um, ADCC trials tournament um, last era. What was that, 2019? Yeah, 2019. Um, he, like, guillotined a whole bunch of people. He was, like, dead to rights in a, in a um, rear naked choke. Uh, came back, won won the match. Uh, John's a, John's a killer man, and and he's he's kind of a dark horse in there as well. But I think John can guillotine any one of those names up there. DDS with three ranked guys yeah. at a, at a ten here: Gary, Nikki, Oliver Taza. Pretty damn impressive, uh, man. There's a lot of exciting matches going on here. I mean, number one, Gary versus JT. Gary versus Ty. I mean, you could even bring back Lachlan and put Gary versus Lachlan. A lot of exciting matches for for both Gary and Nikki here. 
Really looking forward to this division going future. Let me ask if you had to predict. I'll ask um, Michael Corey if you guys had to predict who's going to be ranked number one at the end of the year. Who do you think that would be? Can we do that? The end of 2021? At the end of 2021, who will be the number one ranked welterweight? Guys, before you do that, Uh-oh. I actually had a poll prepared for this. So Ooh, if, you're, uh, if, you're, if you're on the app and you want to vote, uh, who is most likely to, uh, uh, to end up first in the 170 division after 2021, uh, at the end of 2021? Yeah, I'm curious what, think, what people think. I think you got to go with Gary. I mean, when, when was Gary's last match, though? Was it June? It was versus... Dante? Was, was it, as long as Gary gets a match in to not, uh, we take people out if there's a, a year in activity. As long as Gary, yeah, was Dante in, in June or July, I think it might have been July actually. Uh, as long as Gary gets a match in, I, you, you got to favor Gary still being the top ranked guy. I mean, the guy the guy ranked number two, Dante Leon, Gary's 2 and 0 against him. Tyru Otolo in the future might be problems for Gary, but right now, I, I, I you got to favor Gary winning that match. The fourth ranked guy, obviously, their teammates. Gary has also beaten Anato Canuto. I don't know who's going to come up here and dethrone Gary as long as he stays active and grappling. What do you think, Corey? Is JT going to come back, though? Yeah, so so that's the question, right? Is If, if JT comes back, it's a whole new conversation we're having because then the question becomes, when do, they, when, when do we get to see the uh, like championship match between Gary Toner and JT Torres, and how does Gary beat JT? Right. So on top of that, I guess the other question I want to ask is, how does Nicky move up to number one? Does does Gary have to step down or do enough wins over Ty or Dante or any of these guys eventually get Nicky to the top? Well, I think it seems like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like, right, Gary's a little bit on, on the way out going to MMA, and, and so this could be Nicky's time to, 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 to pass him, you know, maybe just hand, yeah, hand yeah. the torch off to him, you know, as, as Gary kind of sails away to him yeah handed off to him in his division because gary's doing very well in mma yeah i mean he's gonna be champ pretty soon uh in mma so what's he need grappling for you know uh he'll pass the baton to to nikki and then maybe nikki could be number one who knows maybe at the end of the year nikki ryan will be the number one ranked um welterweight grappler certainly possible not far-fetched all right uh we got a lot in there we talked about the, the entire card as we said earlier, uh, February 26th will be the event. Five matches on the site, two matches going out free. This Who's number one? Craig Jones versus Ronaldo Jr. We didn't really talk about the main event this week because last week uh, we, we did, did so much on it. But a lot of exciting news coming. There's going to be more who's number ones in the future. I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. And, of course, this weekend, guys, we're headed out. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. We're headed to Puerto Rico. We're going to check out what the Dan Herdez squad is got going on down there. Um, really, really exciting times here at Flow Grappling. We're excited to go down there and, and uh, just make a bunch of content for you guys to check out. So be on the lookout for that, you know, as early as uh, as next week for sure. Um, we got a lot of stuff planned, a lot of fun stuff planned, and uh, should be pretty wild. All right, Tyler, if you want to go ahead and close it with, with the video uh, promoting the event. See you guys a couple weeks. We won't be here next week because we're going to Puerto Rico. We'll be back the week after that. Enzo Gracie Academy, specifically the Danaher Death Squad. Oh, my style is kind of aggressive. I think it's going to be a very exciting match for the people who love Jiu-Jitsu. Typically, a lot of people will watch me compete to see the finishes. And in regards to those finishes, mostly heel hooks. 
now is my time. I'm excited. For sure, it's going to be exciting. Thank you.